Barbara College Success, brought to you by Craig Charles of Crown Cuts Academy, JC, Johnson City, Tennessee, that is, and Crown Cuts Academy, Bristol, Bristol, Virginia, that is. Spreading love the Tri-City way is one way, but guess what? Spreading love the Crown Cuts way is the only way. And also, I forgot to mention, Proficient Nail Academy, downtown Johnson City, brand new nail school, just opened it's the sister of Crown Cuts Academy. Check us out, downtown JC. Today we got a special episode for you guys. We're going to turn the heat up and see what you guys think. Come with your comments. Let us know. Let us know what you think. But before we jump into this episode, I'm going to let my co-hosts with the most introduce themselves. We're going to knock it off the block. Let's go. Jordan Barr for Bristol, Tennessee, J Baba on Instagram. How y'all how y'all doing a good day? Having a good day today. Am I Fields? Am I your barber? Marion, Virginia. Am I's barbershop? And again, spreading love the JC way. There's one way, but spreading love the Crown Cuts way. It's the only way. Shout out to Feed Spot for ranking us in the top 25 in podcasts for 2023 in the world and also in the United States. I think we're in the top three right now for Barber Content Podcast. Yo, just thank you to all our fans, all our listeners, all our subscribers. Yo, keep pushing, keep sending the questions, keep sending the love, keep sending how we motivate you guys. We do appreciate it. And again, just thank you from the bottom of our hearts. But we're going to jump this thing off and turn the heat up in this piece. Mr. Barr, what you got? One all time. right, so today I got a little controversial topic. Mm. <laughs> <And I> said, <laughs> mm. <laughs> my bad. Um, so, me and my me and my boy uh, Jet, we was uh, he sent me something on Instagram saying uh, like a video that was talking about um, barbers not being told what to do or when to come into the shop. Like, who did the video? Because people uh, probably seen it. People listening probably seen it. Hold on, pre viral. Was it Papito? Probably uh, hands. Yeah. I, think it's, I think it's what his name is, Papito Blessings. And he was talking about how barbers don't like the fact that we're paying booth rent, but say that we have, they may have uh, like five, like four or five walk-ins and you ain't there at the time the shop opens. And you might have, I don't know, you might not come in until 12 o'clock. Like, I don't know, it's maybe you have something come up or you just don't have... Well, you just don't have an appointment until 12 o'clock and you decide not to come in until 12. And he's saying that it's not right for barbers not to come in at that, like at a shop, shop opening times. So how do y'all feel about the, the whole topic? Shout out to Papito. I think he's out of Texas. Uh, I think mm-hmm. Risk Kid is down there. Risk Kid, what's up? Um, Papito, I think he has a barber school and Risk Kid goes to that school. Shout out to you guys out there. Much love. Keep doing the things that you're doing. Um, what do I think? Am I? What do you think? I mean, I, I I see the I see both ways. When I was just a barber, I thought like that too. It's like, hey, you know, like I'm paying you booth rent. I should be able to do what I want when I want, come in when I want, do what I want. But 
did you you work? What was your job before you worked at uh, were you a barber? I was. I worked in a factory. I worked in a factory for twelve. That was a job years. right before you became a before barber. Me. Yeah. What about oh, yeah, and you? During worked, school, I was. At, I worked at Zaxby's. Did Zaxby's ever call you and ask you to come in? All the time. Did they? Did you? Yes. But you would. How much did they pay you? Eleven. So you making eleven dollars an hour, and you a barber making forty five. Thirty, fifty, sixty dollars an hour, and you going, you going to roll over, look at your text, and shake your head, and say, "Nah, I ain't doing that shit." No, <laughs> I'm just saying, no. like that's the, but but I mean, you got to look at it in both ways. And I spoke, Michael Taylor's, you know, we've talked about this before, and he's like, barbers will be more, lo- people will be more loyal to a job that pays you twelve, fifteen dollars an hour, but a job that you making fifty, sixty, seventy, hundred dollars an hour, you know, you 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 roll your eyes at that. You know, and it's like, as a, as a barber, I get it. Because when I was a barber, I'm like, listen, man, I'm paying you every week to cut hair here. I'm bringing business in here. I'm getting people in. I'm doing you a favor. But in reality of that, and that's what's happening in the industry, is, is barbers are more empowered. Barbers feel more empowered now to say, you know, I got my own client. If you, if you got your own clientele, you're creating content for yourself, you're building your own brand, they feel like they're doing the favor. But as a shop owner, you know, the building something that you create is 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 important and valuable, and it's 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 a lot more work that goes into that than just cutting in a chair. Cutting in a chair is easier than just owning a, owning a shop. It really is. And I think most people don't look at this perspective until they're in charge. When you're not in charge, and I think that's with most things. When you're not in charge, you kind of see your way, <laughs> yeah. which is kind of a, a messed up, effed up way. Why I gotta be part of a team and understand team. It's a reason it's called team. And when you work in a shop with a shop owner, you are a team. And when the shop does good, the whole team does good. If the shop look good, the whole team looks good. And I think that perspective, a lot of times, a lot of new barbers, they get discouraged because their thought process is, if I go in the shop, Nobody's coming to me anyway. So now, hey, you, you're saying that as a barber, you should be able to come when you want. I say that, so if you're the shop owner, do you feel like you need or you should uh, follow the same instructions? I mean, <clears throat> and, and then again, you're looking at it twisted, but the shop owner is the one who's paying the bills, who's paying the insurance, who is paying for the cleanup, paying for the internet, paying for the utilities, paying for the toilet paper, everything else. So that's like you telling your parents, say that to your parents. You don't tell me what to do, I tell you what to do. <laughs> but I feel like you should set an example. You, you are right, but as you, we've all had parents. And we've all had parents who yeah. done some things. And parents don't obviously do like, because they'll tell you something. You've all want you want you do that. And they're gonna look at you crazy. Like, uh, but it's the same principle. You got. I know, you, but I feel like you, you can't lead you, by example. You, so, you, you, so right. when you say lead by example, what do you mean? So, let's say they they say that the rules is you have to. Everybody has like for the week, you have to clean the bathroom. Everybody has a week or a day. Like a week, you have to clean the bathroom. And then when it's his turn, he never cleans it. Mm. No, he can't do that. Well, that's something. Yeah, that, that's... Okay, yeah. so... Uh, okay. So, 
And but we're going into a different. We're going into a different. Kind of, no, I, I feel like it's kind of the same. It's kind of the, yeah. the same, but we also have to kind of stick to one topic because remember, this is. Yeah. If we don't stick to this topic and make people understand yeah. what you what your point is, we're not going to solve nothing before this episode is done. We're trying to trying to I think connect the dots here. Yes. It's like if 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 this this person isn't held to the expectation, then that, we think that we're not. We don't have to either. Well, one day you're gonna one day you want to own a shop. I do, and I but me going through what I did, I feel like I have an idea of how I should have my shop ran, or how I should persuade my how people I want people to portray me. Because I'm not gonna sit here and say I didn't like because I was I was the one that came in and took them extra five them extra five clients. I would I would be there, but I feel like when it was time for you to leave or you had somewhere to be, it was a problem. As just, that's just me. I don't know. Well, just, th- there's something called chain of command. And the person in the chain of command always have more flexibility. And when you're coming in from the bottom up, you don't have as much flexibility as the person at the top. Mm-hmm. And how you get in the top of the chain of command is just to build yourself up. And understanding your role and being patient and understanding the process. And one day you will get there. Um, and... That's how it is. I mean, there's a reason some NBA players get paid more money than others. There's some. Uh, there's a reason why at some jobs, some people get paid more than others, because in companies, people get people get classified in in the A category, B category, and the C category. The A category will never work with the C. You know why? Because the C category will bring the A category. They'll bring the production down. The B has a chance to move up to the A. But the C never has a chance to go to the A because of their work ethics. And that's how companies classify you. And if you ever want to move up, you never want to get stuck in that C, in that C category because you will never know why you're not moving up. They'll just bypass you with promotions. They'll just bypass you with certain things. And you understand. And you'll be sitting there questioning yourself, why am I not moving up in this chain of command? Because you don't like coming in on time. You want to set your own rules. You, you're counting the, um, the owner's pocket. Why he can do this and you can't do that. I mean, it's... <laughs> but if you are a consistent barber, say, I mean, say every day you do come in at 12, but you're 12 to whenever you work. And you work hard. And you, you, take, you come in when you get asked to help and you do all the extra stuff that you do. You shouldn't catch flack for sleeping in one day. You shouldn't catch flack for having to leave early one day, like... You know what I'm saying? It's just like just like any job. You know, if you're if you're consistently a good employee, we all slip up. You know what I'm saying? We all we all miss the alarm. We all uh, we all got some stuff that comes up. We got to do after work. You know, so in th- in that regards, and you know, you shouldn't catch any crap for for doing anything like but, that. But you know, one thing that's undefeated in this industry, how to make money, and how to build clientele. <laughs> It's undefeated. Yeah, unless your books, unless yeah. your books are a hundred percent full, busting at the seams, you still should come in and try to get them five yeah. because you're gonna lose. You're gonna lose five. Uh, I mean, you probably got to lose two two clients a month or yeah. something like that just because of moving away or like for me, I cut a lot of college grad school students. They graduate. You know what I'm saying? And if they don't put the next person on, then you just lost the client. Right. But again, what's undefeated in this industry? What is undefeated? Customer service. Customer service, coming in early, leaving late, especially when you're a brand new barber. Those are the things that raise your income, give you credibility, 
What what if I what if I those things are undefeated? What if I come in at nine every day and I work till six every day? You know I'm gonna be there. My four four days a week I'm working nine to to five. And you ask me coming early and I don't want to do it. Does that make me a bad employee? Well, if you consistently have consistent habits, like nine to six, that's consistently. Mm-hmm. Nine to six, that's consistent. If you come in before nine, one day a week, I mean, I don't see nothing wrong with that. But again, one of the problems with a lot of barbers, why they get burnt out of this industry and why they lose a zest because they don't have clients and they're not making money. And in one way, to build your brand up and to make money in this industry where it's undefeated is to come early, leave late, have a good reputation, have a good customer service. Your sanitation is on point. Those things are undefeated. You can't lose. But if you say you want to come when you want to come, how are you going to build any type of mark for yourself? How are you going to build a brand with, with inconsistency? I mean, and, and that's, again, you can't reap and sow at the same time. You have to reap before you sow. I mean, you have to sow before you reap. But most people want to reap and sow at the same time, and they want to grab everything at once. It doesn't happen like that in nothing in life. I don't know where it happened unless you just hit the lottery and the first time you try it. You just hit that billion. Oh, One time you hit that. I don't know. Maybe it's just a personal thing for me because I, I, I was consistently coming in at 10 and leaving later than closing. I was always there. To, I was always the last person to close every day. I was there till 7, 38, 9, 10 sometimes. So, 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 but what is the issue? You're saying you so, should feel like you should be able to come when you want. But when it was time for me to do stuff that I wanted to do was a problem. I mean, I'm, so I, example. So, let's see. Make it clear for the, for the listeners. <laughs> uh, so, I would like Let's say I had to go, I wanted to go take a vacation or like. Well, make, make use a real life situation. Don't say, well, it, maybe if I wanted to go on a vacation, use something that's. That okay. actually happened. That okay, actually so happened. I, I wanted to take a vacation. And I let him know ahead of time that I was probably going to go for at least a week. That's when I went to California. And it kind of, it wasn't like a, like a, like a, like a very blunt, obvious that he was kind of upset, but. It was, he kind of made it seem like it was like he was a little upset about it, and I was like, I don't know why he felt like that. Like it felt like it was a problem. Like I don't know. That's just that's just my personal the way I felt. Did you did you and him talk about it? No, we didn't. So how you know you can't assume that he was mad unless you, because communication is key. Communication yeah. make people connect. You connect when you communicate. So until you communicate with someone and say, Hey, how do you 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 feel certain because I left? You can't put that on him because. A lot of times, we our perceptions is not reality. So, what would you feel like the issue would have been with you leaving? Did you have an idea what you think? He was because, a- because when I was there, at least he knew that I was going to be there the whole day. But when I'm gone, I feel like he knows something. Because we at the at the time we had problems of people leaving during the day mm-hmm. and not coming back, and barbers. there was less barbers. So I mean, see, at least that's one less person he has to worry about for that week. That's gonna be like, dang, he's not gonna be here. Well, then so he, I was like, plus he count on you too. And he know you're a heavy I hitter. I know, I understand that. Everybody, everybody got to hold them accountable too. Everybody's not a heavy hitter in the shop, and, and maybe he he saw more potential in you that he could get to you because he know where you want to go. Your potential of you want to own a shop one day. That's so, like that's like any job too. Like you know, you work in a factory, you're a supervisor. You know, you got like. Two dudes you can count on to do anything. Solid. Solid dudes to count on. 
Them dude, one of the other dudes, they just act, you know, they warm bodies. They here just to move, move, move boxes. You know what I'm saying? So when that one person doesn't show up, you like, damn. <laughs> you feel that. Like you feel like, man, today is going to be a harder day because that one person, and it's not because you're bitter necessarily. I mean, which I don't know the situation. You felt you felt the energy. But, but uh did you pay your boot while you were gone? Yes, I did. I paid it right before I left. Oh, okay. So but, but think about this, right? You hear all these athletes talk about stories of Kobe. And what is one thing that is synonymous with all their stories? How hard Kobe worked. <coughs> you know what I mean? And those things are undefeated. Hard work is undefeated. Reliability is undefeated. Your reputation when it's clean and great, it's undefeated. And you hear all these athletes talk in good grace of, of Kobe. And most of them hated him when he was alive. <laughs> they used to, they used to talk I ain't gonna lie, I didn't like Kobe. I mean, but, but you had... I respected him now. Why you think rappers, you you wasn't with me when I was shooting in the gym? You know what I mean? You wasn't with me when I was shooting in the gym. <laughs> and then you're talking about Kobe. You know what I mean? But think about that. Hard work is undefeated. Reliability is undefeated. A great reputation is undefeated. Those things are just things that set you up to have a great income, to have a good reputation, and to be able to have retention of your clients. That's what, the, from my perspective, that's what I'm thinking the owner, he saw in you. He's like, man, you, you, you want to have a long career in this industry? And a lot of times people don't explain to you what they want from you. So what are the benefits of being on Booth Rent, Craig, compared to commission? What, what, what are some of the pros and cons to each one of these? I think before I even get to the pros and cons, is something that you have to think about. What do you want for yourself? How do you want to grow? Where do you want to be in this industry? Because I, I think both of them are great, depending on your skill set and what you bring to the table. But before all that, I think you have to sit down and write up a contract of your expectations and have the shop owner have expectations for you. And that's, and that's the thing that we didn't do. So that's, that's what caused a lot of problems. Yeah. So, but. Because realistically, let me ask you a question. If you start a job and you say, hey, man, I want to come when I want, what do you think they would say to you? No, but you crazy. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? So don't just flip the script. After you get comfortable and you're making bread now, that, that, that's, that's shitty. That's just shitty. That's not respectable. Nobody will respect that. The problem with barbering is pe people see the person they're paying. You see the person you're giving your money to. You know what I'm saying? Nobody complains at Walmart because you, know, you, you ain't giving the money to the person. You're just giving it to an employee at Walmart. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? If, and that person's getting paid hourly. You're not, you know, you give the money to Amazon. You don't care about, you know, they're not mad at the Amazon owner. But when you're a barber or a barbershop owner and you're a client, you see the person you're paying money to. So when they go up in price, you feel like it's a personal thing. Or if you're a barber, uh, shop owner, you know, if you, and you're giving money to this guy, you expect him to move a certain way because you're giving him money. And you but, should, and you shouldn't look at somebody. Get, get, you, should, you shouldn't be in someone's pocket. That's disrespectful. First off, you should not be in someone's pocket. You, that's so. And most barbers want to count the shop owner. Okay, you getting blueprint from this person, that person, and that person. So you getting like a thousand dollars from four of us. That's four thousand dollars a month. You're going to keep your what you make. Man, that's messed up. I come in every day and I'm helping this shop. Hey, what about that man helped you, gave you a job when nobody else wouldn't, wouldn't, wouldn't mess with you, wouldn't put you on? 
And a lot of barbers get it twisted because they don't show the proper respect or just give the proper props to the person who owned the shop after they get comfortable. They just totally flip and switch. Their bad habits just come out. And that seems to happen, happen more often than not. And then that's and it seems like those those tensions bubble up and then eventually the shop owner, the this the barber either leaves the shop or goes to try to start their own shop. Yeah. So my suggestion is is hey, come up with your expectations for the shop in a contract and let the owner come up with his expectations for you in a contract. And both you guys settle that before you even start working. So he'll know the expectations of you. And you'll know the expectation of him. And be honest about the plan. And like, be what's honest. your plan? If you want to be a shop owner, what kind of timeline are you looking like to be a shop yeah. owner? Are you trying to be a shop owner in a year, two years? You know, what is your what is your long-term goals for this? Yeah, don't come in and say, can you work with me in your blueprint? And then build your clientele up as he's working with you in the blueprint and then bounce in like a month or two months. I've seen that happen. You know, it, it, it be up front. And even like, I remember like um, our good friend Mike, he was telling me, this guy came to him and said, hey, I want to come to um, your shop and work with you and build my skill up. I'm only going to stay with you for a year. But I just want to get my skills up and, 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 and learn oh, from yeah. you. And Michael was like, yo, you got to pay for that. And I, <laughs> and I respect that. Yeah. He's like, no, nah, you're not just going to come to me for a year and stay and learn from me and build up your skill and then bounce in a year. Take all my classes. But, that's, t- that's taking. But yeah. the good thing was he set his ex- expectation for Mike in the beginning. So all Mike had to do was say yeah or nay. And Mike was like, nah, I'm good. Which is, I respect that. But don't come in with like a, 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 a wolf in sheep's clothing and then as you get comfortable, start being a wolf, being yourself. That's not, nah, that's dirt. And a lot of barbers do that. And there's a lot of new barbers coming out of school and it, it, it's hard to really, I mean, there's, there's not some like, I mean, there is book, there's professional etiquette, but there's really no, people run their business differently. Every barbershop is different. Every business is different. So when you come into a business, there needs to be expectations for everybody, so you know what to expect. You have to know what to expect because there's no there's no written in the, written in stone way to run a shop. It's not. People are different. Personalities are different. So before you even get into a shop, like Craig says, you need to figure out the expectations. What do you expect from me as a barber? Have it put on paper, right? And then you speak to them about what you're expecting from them. What, what are they going to do for you? What's the shop owner supposed to do for you? And then schedule, talk about scheduling. These are things you need to lay out before you just show up, knock on the door, hey, can I have that chair? And then tension happens, yeah. you know? And then also share your plan, your long-term plan with what you want from this industry and how you expect to grow and just be upfront about it, you know? And instead of just like, because some barbers want to slide and do stuff on, you know, do stuff behind, like just be, oh, we grow. And, and then come in the middle of the night and take that stuff and bounce. Yeah. <laughs> got it. And then you give them a keto shot. Yeah. And then you come the, in and this stuff's cleaned out. That's the dirt bag way. Dirt, dirt <laughs> bag. Dirt, dirt bag. Dirt. <laughs> the, the dirt. The blue, the blue turd way. Yeah. What and you my favorite word, dirt bag. I love dirt bag. I call my kids dirt bag. <laughs> Barbara Cause Success brought to you by Craig Charles of Crown Cuts Academy, JC, and Crown Cuts Academy, Bristol, Virginia. With my guys, the co-host himself, Mr. Am I Fields? Am I your barber? And Jordan Barr from Bristol, Tennessee. J Bob on Instagram. Yes, sir. Let's get it. Peace.